Hi, this is Pastor JC. I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast here at Faith Outreach Church. We want to invite you anytime you're in the area to come by and visit us at 3001 Wallace Avenue here in Terre Haute, Indiana. Sit back and enjoy today's message. Of a ready writer, Father, that I write on hearts today, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Hi. Glory to God. Well, we are on uh, evangelism, and we are on part seven, and I'm very excited to share this part with you tonight. We're going to be talking about the importance of praying for the lost, praying for those. There's, you know, there's uh, different situations. You know, it could be someone that is lost, that doesn't know Jesus whatsoever, or There could be those that have fallen away, that have strayed away, that aren't following God right now. Uh, Maybe they got hurt in the church, and they've just left the church. There's others that are believers but not making the right choices. Maybe they got distracted and they're off course. Uh, So, you know, there's so many different circumstances when we're praying for those that need to hear about Jesus or come back to Jesus or, again, maybe have strayed away. And so that's what I want to talk to you about tonight. Have you seen people who have prayed for those loved ones and, you know, they've been praying for years and years and nothing seems to be happening and they've gotten discouraged? I'm sure there's been times when we get discouraged too. So many people pray this way like, Oh, God, please save them. Please save so-and-so. Please save them. They beg and plead to God about saving them. Well, the problem with these prayers is that God has already done his part by sending Jesus. Jesus already came and has accomplished all of it. God's will is for everyone to receive Jesus. Amen? He wants everyone to come into the personal relationship with him. So we need to know what the Word says and to line our prayers up with the Word of God. There are strategies that God has given us through His Word. We need the right tools. We need to know what the strategies God has given us through His Word. Amen? So it's, it's an example is a plumber. I mean, a plumber has all these different tools, and there's a, something in specific that he's got to work on. Well, he's got to have the right tool for that specific job, correct? And so that's the same thing when we're praying for others. We need the right tools from the Word of God to be able to pray the way that he wants us to pray and to have confidence that our prayers are going to work for us. 2 Peter 3.9 in the NLT version, it says, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. 1 Timothy 2.2-4 in the NLT version, it says, We know this, therefore I exhort... First of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, 
for our kings and all those who are in authority, that we may lead quiet and peaceable life in godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires, this is the key that I wanted to share, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. We know that God wants everyone to be saved and to make Jesus Lord of their lives. And he's done his part. It's his will. So why are there so many people that are unsaved? Why have people been praying for years for their unsaved loved ones and not seeing a change? We can't blame that on God because we know his will is for all to be saved, right? We know that, you know, it is his will, so we need to know what the word of God says so that we are acting on his word and that we're doing it according to his word. So first, let's understand who's behind the situation and that why, you know, why those are lost or being distracted. Why is this happening? And it says in 1 Corinthians 4.4, 4, and I've got it in the NLT version, it says, Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. It's the devil that's blinding the eyes, their eyes. Amen? Who's the real problem? The devil, Satan. Not your loved one or the person you've been praying for. You must get the devil out of their way. And there's a way to do that. So Matthew 12, 29 says in the ERV, Whoever wants to enter a strong man's house and steal his things must first tie him up. Then they can steal the things from his house. We need to take authority over the situation. So this is what we can say. Here's an example. You spirit operating in the life of my whosoever, binding whosoever to the gospel to keep whosoever out of the kingdom of God, I bind you now and I cancel and break any assignments you have over their life. In the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, I connect that person to his or her divine destiny. You know, God has a divine destiny for each life. And so we can ask and, you know, we stand in authority and we tell Satan to get off that person. But we are, you know, the blood of Jesus is what causes the divine destiny. We can plea the blood of Jesus over their divine destinies. Hallelujah. God has a divine destiny over every person. They just need to see that. We can pray the Ephesians prayers over them, that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened to know the hope of his calling. Amen? So once we, we, we tell Satan, we bind him in the name of Jesus over their life, they ha he has no place, then we can say, in the eyes of their understanding can be enlightened so that they will see and they will have that, those spiritual eyes opened so that they will receive Jesus. 
and understand. Amen? Amen. So number one, blinders off. Bind and cancel the devil. Then number two, messengers, laborers. We can pray for laborers to be sent across their path. Amen? And we're going to get into that scripture. But Romans 10, 14 and 15, it says... But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? Verse 15, this is the key. And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. Amen. We need messengers and we are messengers. Amen. As we know, they need to hear the good news. We need to have messengers so they can hear. Once they've heard, they can believe. Once they believe, they can call on him. How do we get messengers to people? The word tells us how. Matthew 9, 37 through 38. Here's our key scripture tonight on laborers. In the NLT, it says in verse 35, Jesus traveled through all the towns. I'm starting in verse 35. So Matthew 9, 35 in the NLT. Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his field. And we know in the New King James Version, the verse 37, it says, Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest field. So Jesus told us to pray for laborers to be sent across people's paths. We can do that. We know that's God's will. God knows the perfect that person, he knows exactly what they need. Amen? So we can trust him and we can ask him to send out specific labors that they will listen to. You know, sometimes we as family members, we want to share with our families and we know how that goes a lot of the time. They don't want to hear from us. It's more like we're nagging them, right? So that's where it's so important that when we're praying even for our family members to ask God to send the right labors, and if it is you, then he will send you and you will have the precise words that they need to hear. But that is such a key is that, and I've seen time and time again how this has really worked in our lives because we know that we know that when we ask God to send out those specific labors to whosoever, he will do that. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. We always must bear in mind the vital work of the Holy Spirit in drawing people to Christ. So number three is let the Holy Spirit work and he will convict them. So John 16, 
verse 7, it says, But I tell you the truth, this is Jesus speaking here, it is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper, the comforter, the advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send the Holy Spirit to you to be in close fellowship with you. And he, when he comes, will convict the world about the guilt of sin and the need for a Savior and about righteousness and about judgment. Hallelujah. So, when the word of God is shared to others, the Holy Spirit comes in and he takes action. He brings conviction to others. He draws people to the truth. Amen? That's not our responsibility to convict people. It's the Holy Spirit's. So, you know, there's so many times where you're like, oh, what do I say? What do I do? Oh, and you have, you feel like you have all this responsibility, but it's not. We just share the word of God. We just share from our hearts and it's the Holy Spirit who does the convicting. Amen. Amen. And there's times where if we are the laborer, maybe we are just planting a seed in someone's heart, you know? So, this, these things are not something that you only pray once and then it's a done deal. There are, these are things that we can pray constantly over and over, especially over a loved one because, you know, maybe you canceled an assignment that day for that loved one, but then you need to do it again. <laughs> And, you know, keep praying for more laborers. So, you know, we have to know that laborers are being sent forth and maybe they're just planting seeds into that loved one's heart and there will be a right time when there's fruit. Amen. So we have to be patient when it comes to this, you guys. Amen. Amen. When the word of God is shared to others, the Holy Spirit comes into action. He brings conviction on others. He draws people to the truth. That's not our responsibility to convict. We share the good news and the Holy Spirit does his part. Sometimes the members of your family are the most difficult people for you to deal with. Very often they won't listen to you. Ask God for those specific people to come into their lives. Amen. You know, I have a story. Um, I, gosh, I have so many stories. But this one is what really hits my heart is many years ago, probably approximately 2013, um, one of my sisters was married to this gentleman, and he was Jewish. And... Uh, you know, we were talking to him one day. My sister knew, and she was hungry for God and came. And, you know, there was a point when she wasn't following, and I prayed for her, and she came in and became hungry for God. Well, her husband was Jewish, and he didn't believe. And, you know, one day we talked to him, and he said, Ah, I don't believe in heaven or hell. And that, you know, that hit my sister hard. So, you know, we were praying for laborers to be sent across his path. He was very bold. He, was, he told you exactly how it was. He was big, and he just a bold guy. And we knew that if he came into the Lord, he would be bold to share to others, too. So as we prayed, we prayed for laborers to be sent across his path. And he ended up working for this company, and uh, he was 
somehow, for some reason, he was driving with this gentleman back and forth. There was a, some kind of reason why they were traveling together, and they did this quite a bit. And so this particular person started sharing with him, and he really listened to him. He really liked this gentleman. And so he's the one that got him into the Lord. I mean, he got him saved and he was hungry for God. And so you, he was telling everybody about Jesus. It was really cool. And so we knew that because we prayed for laborers, we saw that that laborer made that difference in his life. Brother Hagen has a good story about praying for his brother. And I want to share that excerpt out of his book, The Believer's Authority. It's really good. Jesus said in Matthew 28, 18, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. All the authority that can be exercised upon the earth has to be exercised through the church because Christ is not here in person in his physical body. We are the body of Christ. Even though we have prayed, now, Lord, even though we have prayed, now, Lord, you do this and that, leaving everything up to him, he has conferred his authority on the earth to his body, the church. Thus, many problems exist because we permit them to. We're not doing anything about them. We're the ones who are supposed to do something about them. But we're trying to get someone else, including God, to do something about them. This became real to me years ago when I was studying along this line. I couldn't explain it in my mind, but I knew in my spirit I began to understand this authority we have. While praying for my older brother's salvation, I heard the Lord in my spirit challenge me. He said, you do something about it. I have been praying for my brother's salvation for many years. He was what you would call the black sheep of the family. In spite of my prayers, he seemed to get worse instead of better. We got, we, we've seen that. I always had prayed, God, save him. I'd even fasted. I was prone to slip back into praying this way. But after the Lord challenged me to do something about it, after he told me I had the authority, I said, in the name of Jesus, I break the power of the devil over my brother's life, and I claim his salvation. I gave the order. I didn't keep saying it and praying it. When a king gives an order, he knows it's going to be carried out. The devil tried to tell me my brother never would be saved, but I shut my mind off and started laughing. I said, I don't think he'll be saved. I know it. I took the name of Jesus, broke the power over him, and claimed his deliverance and salvation. I went my way whistling. Within 10 days, my brothers was saved. The word works. Amen. So I know that each and every one of us may have a testimony of how the word has worked for us. But then maybe there's some of you that have been praying and haven't seen it work. Well, we know, we see from the word of God what we are to do. Overall, we need to be led by the Holy Spirit who's all-knowing. Once we've prayed all we know from the Word of God, then we can kick over into the Spirit and pray in the Spirit. 
You know, we, the, another way is interceding for the lost and letting the Holy Spirit do the work. Amen. And so there's that intercession that comes on us when we're praying for the lost. And that's the Holy Spirit working through us. And he gets angels working on our behalf. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, it, Pastor was talking this morning, and I've talked about 1 John 5, 14. That's so important. This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, we know he hears us. And if we know he hears us, whatever we ask, we know we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Hallelujah. We have to stay in faith and confidence when we stand on his word. He acts on our behalf. Angels are working. The Holy Spirit is working. We have to enter into rest knowing and having confidence in him. Amen. Glory to God. That's basically what I wanted to share. It went by really fast. But you, you get the point. You know, we bind Satan over these lives. He has no place. You know, he's the God of this world. So he is, he has control over this world. So if those that are blinded, they're following what he has, right? It's not them, it's Satan who does these awful things. So that's why we bind Satan. We cancel any assignment he has, amen? And then we ask for laborers to be sent across their path. Amen. So we can do this right now. Hallelujah. You know, we are standing in agreement for this city and for people to come. So we can believe God just in general for all those that aren't saved in this city. Amen. So let's do it. Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your word today, Father. We stand on your word, Father God. And we know that Satan is the God of this world, but we cancel any assignments of the devil. You have no place on people here in Terre Haute, Indiana. We thank you, Father God, that there are labors. We ask you for more labors to be sent out into this harvest field that can speak life into those that are hurting, those that are dying, Father God. We thank you, Father, for labors. We ask you for more labors. And we thank you, Father, that we are... We'll be laborers, Father God. We'll do what you've called us to do. Holy Spirit, give us wisdom. Give us insight that when we're out in the grocery stores or in our workplaces, that we will be open to the Holy Spirit to speak life into people, to minister grace to people, Father God. And so right now, we thank you. We thank you, the Lord of the harvest. We thank you, Father, for labors in Jesus' name. And Holy Spirit, we just lift it up to you right now. And we pray for souls. We pray for those that are lost. We pray for those that have left the church because they've been hurt. 
We thank you, Father God, that we are here to restore lives, restore those that have been hurt by people. None of us are perfect, Father God. And so I thank you, Father God, that you show us that we will not hurt people. We speak life into people in Jesus' name. Thank you for your perfect and complete will be done, Father God. We're planting seeds arise arise we're arising we're taking our place we thank you father for a revival in this city father god eyes to see thank you father that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened to hear father god to have open hearts to receive your word open hearts to know that you are true you are their savior. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. We'll just pray for another five or ten minutes. Thank you for labors, Father God. Thank you, Father. Eyes, eyes, eyes open. We thank you for souls, Father, coming into the kingdom of God. We stand in the gap. We stand in the gap, Father God. They don't know any better, Father. Help them, Father God. Eyes to see. Great grace, great grace. We thank you, Father God. Thank you for this church rising up and taking its place. We ask you, Father God. Send people here, Father God. We thank you, Father, that you give us witty ideas. Witty ideas, Father God. We thank you for the business cards that we've made, Father God. That they get into the right hands, Father God. And for Easter, Father God, we thank you. We got new new ones for Easter, Father God. Show us where to give those. Show us where to put them, Father God. Show us if there's coffee houses that we can put them in. Whatever it is, Father, give us witty ideas. Doors, doors opening. Those doors abadei. Give us utterance, Father God. Give us we minister grace unto the hearers, Father God. We have the right words in season for each individual that we come into contact with, Father God. We thank you for that. Hallelujah. Eyes, eyes open to you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. 
God, for all the churches in Terre Haute, Indiana, Father God, that each and every church takes their place, Father God. We pray for the leaders. They know exactly what to do, Father God. Thank you, Father. Grow, grow, grow. Each and every church grows. Revival in Terre Haute, Indiana. We thank you for revival. Fire, fire. Igniting that fire in this place. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God. And for those here, Father God, ignite that fire in their hearts, Father God. Revive each and every one of us, Father God, to be more hungry to do what you've called us to do in Jesus' name. More hunger. Thank you, Father God. More hunger for each individual, Father God, to see and to take their place. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Father God. Father, we commit this to you. We commit this to you, Father God. We trust you. And you said you would bring it all to pass. Thank you for that, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.